You are now listening to the Hot Take Podcast. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni and Josh Daddy. Time to make it hot. Welcome in to this episode of the Hot Take Podcast. I am your host, Josh Daly, and you can find me on Twitter at JoshDaly72. And riding along with me on this fantastic fantasy voyage is none other than the OG of this show, Mr. Stephen Taroni. How are you, sir? Doing great tonight, man. Yeah, excited to uh, get started with the show here. Uh, we got a great one for you tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about what we got a little announcement. Very excited about that. Um, we are going to get into, you know, pretty much what the schedule of the show is going to be for the rest of the season. Um, it's going to be a little different tonight. We're going to talk, uh, some over under, uh, and we're going to give it to you, uh, in a shorter show. And we're excited to give you that for, uh, for the 2021 season. Yeah, absolutely. And we are bringing a, a guest on, of course. And we will get to our announcement a little bit later, but want to be courteous and welcome him aboard. Uh, Nice meeting you this past weekend, sir, at the Fantasy Football Expo. And I'm referring to Mark Shu of Primetime Mock and the brand new Fantasy Football uh, or Fantasy Fantasy Football. Mark, I already screwed it up, man, but welcome to the show, brother. And thanks for joining us. (laughs) You know, it's good, Josh. Thanks for having me. Oh, great meeting you, Steve. It's great meeting you. Steve has already been on my show a couple of times. Josh, we're going to have to we're going to have to rectify that and make sure that you're on sometimes soon for um, sure so yeah so happy to get to meet you this weekend and i'm i'm so pumped to be here on the hot take podcast to be honest i might be the coldest take guy you could get on a hot take podcast but i'm here and i'm ready to <laughs> i'm ready to, to to lay it down for you well you know what i mean everyone's all about the hot takes right i mean it's not like when we started the hot take podcast we were the first one to ever say a hot take but oh sure nobody gives cold takes you know so like in itself that's a hot take mark yeah well i don't even know if my cold takes are cold is they're just i'm just like that i'm the warm blanket take guy who could just be like yeah that could happen sure i could see that happening in some situation too yeah that would be great yeah, yeah mark I, mark lukewarm shoe that, that's, it's that's right. it's all good man everybody needs encouragement so it's good to have that going but you know i was really excited um you know of course found out that uh, mark is a fellow moscow mule enthusiast so definitely on the same page with my guy mark on that one and uh you know it's just it's nice when someone appreciates the finer things in life uh like like we do oh i i definitely am a mule fan i i had a few too many mules i'm actually i think i'm on a detox this week guys my voice went down like a whole two octaves i think it's back up yes one it's back (laughs) up to maybe one octave uh but i i still got it i still got a ways to climb before i can get back to to full my full voice i got a show tomorrow hopefully hopefully i get there by then well it does happen when you're double fisting my friend and uh you may or may not have been doing that i i I just wanted to throw that out there so yeah you know uh uh, Lord, don't lose on Twitter. Lars Jackson Jr. He put out that that fantasy uh, things to or rules to live by for the expo. Yes. His unofficial official. I've called him the unofficial official rules of the expo. Uh, and the first one was don't drink like you're back in high school. 
And for like a <laughs> for like forty minutes for like forty to forty five minutes at a time, I forgot that. And then usually I just bust out a nap. Like I missed I missed dinner on Saturday. Josh, we didn't break that rule. I'm not gonna lie. We uh, we were pretty moderate with it. And we hey, look, we enjoyed ourselves. You know, uh, you had your mule. I had a, a shot of tequila oh, with yeah. my guy, Doctor Berm. Word, um, word. So, but you know what? You, you get right about the the void. We were joking this weekend. This week would be the week where everyone just sounds so raspy. It's going to be like Amy Winehouse concert. <laughs> like it, <laughs> every every podcast, just everyone's lost their voice. <laughs> I woke up in like the twenty minutes after like my morning shower on Sunday. I was like, things are going to be okay. And then the ex, and then like you got into the expo, and there's like two hundred people just in the in the hall in any room you're in, essentially. And I was just like, well, this is over. Yep. And of course, I've been sh- I was shouting out fantasy, fantasy football the entire time. So I had to make that happen. And uh, and so the voice was gone like the next 20 minutes. Well, Mark, well, um, that's one of the reasons we had you on, man. We wanted to, you to talk about that real quick before we kind of get into the over-unders here and uh, making a little announcement. But um, first, real quick, if you can... Uh, tell us kind of how you got started playing fantasy and then tell us about the fantasy fantasy football. Sure. Well, uh, I actually started playing fantasy uh, after college. Um, I had some fraternity brothers. I actually, I've, I've formerly have a fraternity, but I still have some of the friends there. Um, and we had started a fantasy league. I honestly didn't pay all that much attention. I was really more paying attention to the giants at the time. Um, you know, but uh, my first start into fantasy football, I really kind of sucked. I was probably that guy that like everybody now really like the stigma guy that everybody hates, like in their fantasy league. I was probably that guy, <laughs> that guy who like wasn't paying attention and then like traded their their best player to the best team and like ruined the league. That might have been me that like that first couple of years. Ooh, but after a few yikes. years, I, I, I took a hiatus. I really, you know, I, I think I deserved it. Right. Uh, but after a few years, I came on back. Uh, got into it with a few more friends. I actually ended up rejoining that fraternity league as well because I started to become more obsessed. Started listening to more podcasts. I found the football guys um, and I've been listening to them for going on 10 years now. Um, and uh, from there, you know, I, I listened to more podcasts, got on Twitter, started talking to more people and um, finding more interesting leagues. I've always wanted to, I always want to be a commissioner of, of my own league. I always try and find a way to make something new that I haven't experienced yet with fantasy football and just reach my way out and then find some other people who are willing to sort of take that journey with me. I started a contract league a few years back and oh my God, it is my favorite league that I've ever been in and it will be my favorite league for a very long time. Uh, And I'm so fortunate to have a really great group of guys that I've put together. Um, It's 14 team super flex league. It's competitive as hell. Uh, it makes me so angry um, that I love it. <laughs> well, that's, how you know, that's how you know you like it. That's how you know it's good too. Right. That's yeah. right. Well, well that's, that's another, awesome. And I'm the reigning champ of that league. So, so hopefully nice. I can make it work, but I'm, well, I'm in trouble this year. Guys. Well, Mark, when you, when I was on your show, you were talking about, you were interested in a guillotine league. So, you know, there you go. I mean, Josh, we were in the guillotine leagues.com uh, writers league last year. And we'll be again this year. Um, it, it's, it should be fun again. And, you know, I, I think it's when you have like for us to play super flex leagues or regular, like one quarterback leagues, if you know, most of you listening are probably doing such, uh, when you get into these kind of leagues, it, it really is like, you know what, 
I'm learning something. I'm taking away a lot. Sure. Uh, and I, I'm, you know, you, it's interesting. Cause like, you know, you get this budget and every week there are great waiver drop wires. If you don't know what a guillotine yeah. league is, you know, obviously you, you lose if you don't, if you have the lowest point total in a week. And so your waivers are stacked with a complete roster. So it's very interesting yeah. how, to, how to play that. Yeah, weekly uh, lowest point total gets chopped, and then uh, you basically, you know, have kind of the the fruits of that whole team. It's like a little expansion draft every week, and you know, it was fun as hell. So I'm looking forward to doing something like that. Um, you know, I love that idea. But Mark, how'd you get the idea uh, for fantasy fantasy football? Well, um, I am. And I hate, I really hate to admit this because my wife is probably low key, just a little bit listening upstairs. Um, and she has really over the past few years, just turned me on to uh, reality TV in general. And I hate it. Like I hate, I hate loving it, but oh my God, I love big brother, Ryan Hallam uh, at fighting chance fantasy. He, uh, he has a, a big brother league right now. And I'm, I'm first place of 72 contestants. Um, and anyway, the, honestly, what I love about reality TV is the twists. Um, it's so fake, right? It's, a, you know, there's, <laughs> there's all this involved, but also there, when you watch those competitive shows and it could be anything like the, the great British baking show to chopped, or, uh, it could, you know, be any sort, you know, any sort of reality show, big brother survivor. There's always something fun involved with the drama of that week to week who's going home. We don't really know. And just like those guillotine leagues, I I've always been interested in a guillotine league. It turns out that I'm, I'm doing the Scott fishbowl uh, guillotine satellite for, for the fishbowl next year. Uh, I, I got into the fishbowl this year, last minute. And, and I got into, and I got into guillotine league. So hopefully, hopefully I'm okay there. Uh, and oh, buzzer my, beater. You, you pulled yeah, a buzzer I'll, beater. I'll secure my spot for next year. You know, that's, okay. that's all. I won't need Scott's invitation <laughs> next year. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to fantasy, fantasy football. So we're going to take all those twists that, that you see in your favorite reality show and try to apply them to fantasy football. Make, you know, make the game more of a game. That's why it's fantasy, fantasy. It just, it slowly moved its way because reality isn't reality. It moved itself away from reality, actually. So now we're, we're even further removed from reality. We're playing a game about a game about a game at this point. Uh, so... Uh, the way fantasy fantasy football works is you're going to draft your own team. It's going to be an eliminator style team, uh, very much like a guillotine. Uh, and then Thursday night, everybody's going to play in a DFS showdown. What happens from there, the winner of that DFS showdown, they are going to be safe for the week. They get to, they'll accrue some more points throughout the week and have some other opportunities to win, you know, different twists that might happen on a week to week basis, but they're safe for the week. The rest of the players play in this gauntlet that goes from Thursday to Sunday. Their Monday night players are ineligible. Uh, and after Sunday night, we find the lowest scores. It might be three people some weeks. It might be eight people some weeks. It might be two people some weeks. Uh, we take those lowest scores. We put them in a Monday night showdown. And the loser of that goes home. And there's all sorts of different twists and turns that we're going to have along the way. We are still accepting ap applicants. If you want, you can find a pinned tweet on my Twitter account that you can that you can sign up right now if you wanted. And all you got to do is submit a five minute video and tell us why you want to be in the league. Um, we're really excited about it. I'm doing it with my buddy Chris Moshinsky. He's going to be doing the commissioner side of it. I'm going to be putting the production of everything together. I've been had a, having a blast 
putting together some of the promos for some of the, the contestants that have already been selected. Uh, it's really been a blast. So I hope that everybody can, can enjoy fantasy fantasy football this year. It's kind of a, a pilot season for us. We're trying to just establish proof of concept, but I think we've got a really cool thing going here. And uh, I think everybody out there, even if you don't like fantasy, I think you're going to love it. That's awesome, man. I think that's a killer idea. Um, you know, and who knows, man, it could get super popular and then like everybody could see it on TV when they're in bed getting, you know, at night, you know, the not bed sleepers, but TV watchers. That's right. Yeah. Yes. We talked about that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a notorious TV sleeper. If anybody didn't hear before we started the show, I'm a notorious TV sleeper. So if you fall asleep to fantasy, fantasy football in a few years, just know that I am there rooting for you in that journey. Okay. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. Uh, Mr. Mr. Taroni, um, you know, we, we're doing an over-under segment here. Uh, it's basically going to be the bulk of our show this, you know, this evening. So um, the way basically that we're going to be going about and doing this is kind of inspired by, um, you know, a little, little breaking news, I guess we should drop here. Breaking um, news. Breaking yeah. News. <laughs> would you, would you like to kind of fill everyone in on what's going on? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, we, this year, are taking the hot take in a kind of a different direction. We're still going to give you guys an episode that you're used to every week uh, with a guest, uh, an awesome guest like Mark. And we are going to do, you know, we're going to get you ready for your week. But in addition to that, we're going to have a second show. So yeah. that's a big, that's a big deal for us. So what we're doing is we're doing a second show and we are partnered with Thrive Fantasy. So if you're not familiar with Thrive, actually just go on the show. They're actually partnered with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the official uh, um, uh, daily sports and esports uh, platform and app of the Jaguars. What they do over there is a daily fantasy platform, just like DraftKings or FanDuel. Uh, and what you're also getting is the ability to play player props and over under. Spoiler alert, that's what we're about to do. But oh, weird, weird. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to break that down for you too so you can win some money. Uh, if you were fortunate enough to be in a breakout session over the weekend at the Fantasy Football Expo, you would know how important player props and uh, are really. Uh, you know, we were in a breakout session led by uh, a bunch of guys in the business that do uh, sports gambling Um and run, you know, websites that provide that sort of service, um, namely Eric Froton of NBC Sports Edge. And I'm telling you, it was a 30 minute breakout session and 25 of those minutes were the, we were discussing player props. Uh, it's big. It's yep. how you can win money and thrive fantasy. You can do it over there. We're really excited to be partnered with them. Yeah, there's I, a. Can uh, I just step in and say how awesome that is for you guys? I real, I'm really so happy for you that you guys that this that this is happening. I mean, sports betting really is the way that that that. I mean, sports is leaning. Yeah. Uh, fantasy and sports betting. I mean, ha and having having a place like Thrive on your you know on your team is is huge. So congrats to both of you. Yeah, and our and our buddy Eric said it best, man. The world is changing, and that's that's never been more true. And you know. The show, I mean, we're kind of basing over-unders. I mean, we're giving you like, this is going to be a season-long snapshot today. So, I mean, this is, but these are things that you can still carry with you into 
your season long drafts and, you know, things like that, where you kind of get an idea of, you know, how high or low we are on a player, but we are very excited to kind of start working together here with thrive. And of course we are going to bring you guys a little promotions action, uh, basically instant hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars for new users. And it's, I mean, it's getting pretty heavy. It's hundred thousand dollars guaranteed contest in week one. Um, you know, you guys can use the promo code hot take, and we'll be sure to drop that in the show notes here for the uh, podcast, wherever you have found our lovely show today. So that way you guys can get on there and check that out. So do yourself a favor and download the Thrive Fantasy app and use promo code hot take. And again, get your instant 100% deposit match bonus up to $100 for new users for setting that up. Again, that's promo code hot take, H-O-T-T-A-K-E, all one word. All right. Over-unders, again, this is the game. Really, really simple. Uh, we will throw it to our guest, Mark, first. We're going to go position by position, starting with the quarterbacks here. And we have Aaron Rodgers on the board, 4,550 passing yards. Are you going over or under? I'm going to smash that over, I think. Uh, if this was a 16-game season, I still would probably take it. But since it's a 17-game uh, and I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to need to use, I mean, he's going to need to use his arm and, and throw a lot this season. Um, I, I will smash that over. Uh, Professor. Personal. Ooh, you know what, man? Uh, I think I'm going to go under actually. I think it's going to be close, but uh, I'm actually going to, this is the first one I'm, I'm doing overs all day here, but uh this one going under, he uh, he typically doesn't get around that range, actually. So uh, he can be very good for fantasy around 4,400 yards. Yeah, last year, just one yard shy of 4,300 passing yards in a 16-game season in which he uh, played the whole year. Um, so 45-50, I'm also going to go under. Uh, yeah, and he's on, like, go get Randall Cobb. I want to throw it short. Yeah, yeah unders, unders are definitely our friend, yes. And then I think there's going to be a little more screen game action maybe involved. So um, you don't lock up a running back unless you plan on getting him involved on all three downs. So moving on to running backs here, uh, Alvin Kamara, 80 and a half receptions. Uh, no, that's an action. That's not actually the total. He just, he's always like at 81 catches. <laughs> like, so um, I just threw that out there, but uh, realistically, I mean, how close do you guys think he would get, um, you know, to 81 catches? Uh, what about you first, Steve? It's really tough because of the quarterback. I think if it was Winston, I would be tempted to smash the over actually. Uh, like if I knew it was Winston um, and, you know, take into account that, Michael Thomas isn't going to be there for the first month, maybe more, Ugh, maybe more. Yeah. And at which case, maybe even with Taysom, it doesn't matter. So, you know, it, it, I think I wanted to say under like initially, um, but I, I just really don't know the quarterback right now until I do. I, it's hard to say, but I, I think I would lean under if it was Taysom. So you're saying all bets are off until the quarterback battle is uh, actually played out. For sure. And I don't want it to be a cop out because it, it would make a difference. Um, but I think what makes things interesting is Michael Thomas not being there. So regardless of who's the quarterback, maybe Taysom does dump it down. But when it comes down to it, you know, it, and I think it will be Taysom. A lot of times he's going to call his own number. He's going to run the ball, you know, so it, that really will take away a lot of check down. So it, it I would lean under with Taysom. 
yeah no doubt um let me let's go to the next one here um Mark Travis Etienne, he's, I, uh, you know, I'm kind of getting tricky here with these reception props for the running backs, but um, Travis Etienne sitting at 44 and a half, uh, just based off of one week of preseason against the Browns. I, I really don't know if that's, you know, realistic with how much the other running backs were involved. Uh, what do you think about that situation and 44 and a half catches for Etienne? I think if he reaches his maximum potential, this is a this is an over smash. But I don't necessarily think that that's what's going to be happening this year. Um, I, I really, I I think James Robinson is going to get a lot more work than people think, and obviously that has nothing to do necessarily with receptions. But he was a pass, he was a pretty good pass catcher for them last year. If he continues to stay on the field, he could eat into that. Um, and I am sure that they're going to find all sorts of fun, crazy ways. I'm sure that Urban Meyer is going to come up with some crazy fun schemes to to turn uh his you know his running back who he wishes was Kadarius Tony uh into <laughs> into this guy into the guy that he wants him to be but I also don't I don't necessarily know if if Urban Meyer is the guy suited to make that happen in the NFL uh I if if this was if this was you know Sean McVay drafting ETN and saying that, oh yeah, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to get my, my screen guy, my, my running back that, that they're trying to make out of ETN. I would say, yeah, go for it. But I think there is still a lot that he does need to work on in his game. Um, He was, he was great for, for Clemson, but a, a lot of times when you're, when you're the running back for Clemson, there are a lot of open holes for you to, for, for you to capitalize on. And a lot of running backs can do that but I don't necessarily think that he always had the vision that people were, were, were looking for that would be looking for, for him uh, to really, you know, make, you know, keep him on the field long enough uh, to really make 45 happen. A lot of, uh, a lot of these props for, for Jacksonville have me worried. Um, real quick, some either ors here at the running back position, a similar yardage totals, uh, one which I think is definitely a smash um, for the over and one that I think uh, is a little more questionable, but uh, we have Gus Edwards here at 600 yards and Chase Edmonds at 650 rushing yards. Mark, which would you be more comfortable taking uh, on those and, and which way would you lean? Uh, you know, is it weird that I'm taking Gus Edwards over over the the Edmonds here? Six hundred for Edwards over. No, Edmonds? it's not weird at all, man. I mean, I, three, three straight seasons of seven hundred yards. That's um, what I mean. I feel like yep. I feel like Gus Edwards is more likely to lock in six hundred and like literally like maybe only six hundred, but I would gar- I could almost guarantee he's getting that. Whereas Chase right. Edmonds, I feel like he could put up like three games and just never see the field again. You know, it, you know, he could put up three games that that are duds and then he'd never he'd never touch the field or you know and and James or if James Conner took it away like we already know that that Dobbins is the lead guy in Baltimore and we still kind of think about Edwards as a guy who's going already not that far behind Chase Edmonds in 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 ADP at this point um and though I like Chase Edmonds I don't I don't really know how I feel about him as a rusher I think he's got, you know, he can get you some yardage as a, as a pass catcher, but um, yeah, it's, again, I could see, I could see from Arizona, especially with Kyler being a runner already, I could definitely see that becoming a way more ambiguous backfield than everybody wants to, wants to think about. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm, there's definitely a lot to consider here. Um, I was going to do another either or on the running backs, but uh, we're just gonna, we're kind of like I said, new show format, so we're trying to keep it a little bit short. So I apologize. We're going to kind of go a little bit quicker and uh, just skip to the wide receivers now here. Um, first up, uh, one that I really like the over on, and one that I really like the under on. Um, talking about Antonio Brown, five and a half receiving touchdowns and DJ Chark, five and a half receiving touchdowns. I'm over on AB and under on DJ Chark. Professor, where do you stand on this five and a half receiving touchdown total for Antonio Brown and Chark? Yeah, I think I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm not so sure on Chark. I'm definitely sure on AB. Um, it, it just makes too much sense. The only way he doesn't get six touchdowns this year is if he just like, decides he doesn't want to play for the bucks and they have to cut him or something like that you know oh he's never done anything crazy like that (laughs) yeah or barring injury i mean it just feels like six is a lock uh dj shark yeah i I would lean under but uh i i would have i would be more on the fence with that one yeah he was really good last year in his limited product and in his limited uh, time with the bucks very very productive so definitely i mean say what you want about the guy off the field but on the field he's still a freaking beast um dj chark meanwhile has been running with like the twos and there's word that colin johnson might actually be uh starting opposite marvin jones and lavisca chenault and three wide receiver sets so definitely something to uh kind of be concerned with here uh mark i'm gonna throw it to you for this next one uh got a rookie and then we have a vet uh, Jalen Waddle is set up for 750 receiving yards. Uh, do you like the over under on that, or would you rather bet over under on Tyler Lockett getting oh. even thousand? Man, I want to take Jalen Waddle so bad in this one. Um, he is, he really is, but he's my rookie wide receiver too in Dynasty right now. Um, I, I love Waddle. <sighs> Give me Lockett though. I think give me Lockett. (laughs) And I uh, and I and I want to get Steve's input on this too because you know when we were at the expo uh, in the car in in transit uh, to some leisurely activities, you know he asked me when I was on the clock like every time was like oh I'm up on a on my my best ball draft here on underdog, and Steve says uh, is Jalen Waddle on available? (laughs) So I I was so torn apart in draft night out. Mark, we ran into each other a couple of times during that. That was, that was, yeah. fun. that was a great time. I, we were just like all in our element. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But it was, it was my pick and Devonte Smith was still on the board and I just have Devonte ranked ahead of him. And it just makes so much more sense for the, like the target share. Uh, I, I had a hard time, man, but like, I really wanted Waddle there, but I couldn't do it. So I picked Devonte. but I'm all low. Like I love Jalen Waddle this year. Um, so the problem for me, the, yeah, sorry, but, but but I just to wrap up real quick, Tyler Lockett at a thousand is just it, it's just a lock, you know, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and like again, we're not thinking fantasy here because so like that thousand yard receiver is, is going to be a bumpy road for sure, right? But it's going to be there, you know, you're you you've got to think that that lock, I mean, there are games where Lockett will put up like 300 yards, you know, and and you're but there are, you know, there are always that couple that he he has duds. But I think it's almost a guaranteed lock that he's going to, especially with again with 17 games. A lot of these props look very juicy with 17 games. I gotta say. Yeah, two straight um, years of a thousand yards for Lockett and 965 
uh, and yeah. four, 14 games started. But I mean, this guy for the last three years is just healthy. He's out there. Um, so he's one of those guys, you know, when we talk about the season, I think, you know, a lot of times we're going to see guys resting like a Nick Chubb on a, on a given week, just because they have Kareem Hunt with the 17 game season. And maybe he's on the injury report and, you know, but he could play, maybe he wouldn't play in a certain situation. Tyler Lockett's one of those guys, as long as he's healthy, he's probably going to be out there. And, you know, for Waddle, again, I do believe in him and I believe that he'll be productive this year. It'll probably be a back end of the season sort of thing though. He might, you know, it might take some time to, to get, acclimated out of the gate that always happens i mean if he does if he if he lights off like the lights up the next the first two games is like oh my god it's it's we were all so wrong on this but i i i do love Jalen waddle but i i just have a hard time betting on a rookie get it you know crossing 800 yards for a rookie is really difficult i mean like we saw justin jefferson do it but that's it does not happen off it almost never right. happens it almost never happens even with yeah. the best receivers uh, in, in you know best career receivers you can think of it just doesn't happen all that often yeah I mean uh you guess just talking about rookie receivers here another one I wanted to talk about was Elijah Moore and his 57.5 reception total but um for this purpose of time we can we can skip that one I think I'd like to circle back to that one maybe next week or the week after but a couple props that I personally found super hard to find um, like really, really had to dig for these. And I would love to see where you guys set the line on this Jacoby Myers reception total and Terrace Marshall touchdown totals for the year, professor, any idea where you would personally set those reception and touchdown totals, man, Jacoby with Cam Newton as the quarterback, I would say that that's probably at 5.5, uh, 5.5, but with Mac Jones, you know, that that's a sneaky one right there. So if the perceived touchdown totals with Cam Newton, and you think the Mac Jones can be the quarterback. Yeah. You might want to take that one. Um, Terrace Marshall, I would say 7.5, 6, 6.5. Mark, I mean, what, do, what do you think? Be more at like 5.5, maybe six, but I think it should be at seven or eight. Mark Hold on. So eight reception. Oh, eight TDs. Sorry. My fault. My fault. Uh, real quick. Uh, Steve, did you know that from week seven on Jacoby Myers was top 15 in receptions uh, through the end of the year? And that was with Cam Newton and Jared Stidham. Oh. Uh, so, so I wouldn't necessarily sleep on Myers. I might put, uh, and to be honest, it, if I, I'm going to put Myers at like, at like 65 receptions. And even then I might be smashing that over. I know that they that they just put some they put some money into into uh, getting their their Boston TE party, uh, but even in their even in their best years with the two tight end sent back to back to Rob Gronkowski and uh, and Aaron Hernandez, Wes Welker was the one out targeting both of them uh, on a weekly basis, even even in the best years, and often he was our, our, he was out targeting both of them together combined. Um, for most of those games now I I understand that that Cam Newton wasn't wasn't all that great last year even if he plays a few games I think the shoulder is probably a little better so he might get a little better version of Cam as a passer this year Uh, but with Mac Jones and again they've always had that blue collar receiver who plays a lot of slot much like much like Welker much like Edelman Jacoby Myers is very much in that in that mold former quarterback uh, and I, and if you really watched him play last year on a, on a really just horrible, horrible 
Patriots team. By design, by the way, Jacoby Myers was, I mean, he was an R, he was a, a wide receiver too, basically from week eight on, if you if you look at look back on him. I love the conspiracy theory kind of thing right there. I like that. But wait, hold on. Uh, was the prop 4.5 reception TDs, Josh? Uh, just receptions for Jacoby Myers season like, season long. Like total like, reception? Like, yeah, reception total for the season. <laughs> I thought it was touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, four and a half. I was like, I was like, that is so disrespectful. Yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> I was, like, is this for a game? Like, I really, I really thought that just the cam slander was an overdrive. And, and like I told you, and like I told you, I'm not a hot take guy, guys. But man, Jacoby Myers, man, he's he's gonna find this and be so upset. <laughs> I, I, I'm not on this guy. I'm not on this Jacoby. If you are listening, I I, I love you, man. I do the, think that, uh, I do think that he'll be he'll be good this year. He's he's definitely a, a valuable flex, and yeah, he might like, have higher production. Let's say than that think. that 4.5 was uh, receptions per game. That would be an interesting one. I would I would go over on that. I probably so yeah I uh, probably go over on that. Yeah. So if he played, if that was a full seat 17 game season. You're talking 76.5 catches there for a 17 game season. I'm comfortable betting anything 69 or lower. Nice. <laughs> um, but even if you do take away, you know, say he misses a game um, off that four and a half catches per game pace, he's still getting to 72, which I think is a yeah. comfortable over there. Um, I'll still, I mean, I'd still about at trading six, in, into seventies. I'd still smash that over. I think. Yeah. They're talking about trading in Keel Harry. Um, it, it looks like, Jacoby Myers should be, you know, one in receptions there as far as wide receivers. Again, yeah. wide receiver two with no with no uh, receiving touchdowns. He did have two passing touchdowns, by the way, out out past Cam Newton in the touchdown category last year. Uh, but again, he is whether you like it or not, he's going to be he's going to be a big part of their of their offense. They they love Jacoby Myers up there. Yeah. And lastly, uh, for Terrace Marshall Jr., I'm, I'm comfortable. I think he's a big red zone threat and I'm comfortable betting anything uh, six or over. Or, I like sorry, the six lines. Or, yeah, six or under, I mean, but uh, I, I like the over on anything six touchdowns or less. I like the line at six and a half and I actually think I'd take the over. Um, there you go. I Yeah, I, I like Terrace Marshall a lot. And I think actually the touchdowns are going to be the touchdowns are going to be the thing for him. I don't actually know if he's going to be all that fantasy relevant, but I think he's going to have like, he's going to have like three 40 yard bombs that, that, that are just going to connect. And then he'll probably have a couple more that are, that we're not even thinking about if there, if it's, especially if this is overall touchdowns. Yeah. I like this a lot. I appreciate you stopping by here, Mark, to basically go over some of these over and unders here that we have here and th big shout out to thrive fantasy again, uh, professor, any final thoughts here before we sign off? Yeah, thanks to our, for our guest, Mark. Um, really excited to uh, bring you guys uh, a different perspective from the fantasy football. Uh, you know, it, it, with player props, it, it, you can apply a lot of what you learn on the show, what you're experiencing in your lineups every week. You can apply that to player props. It's just, it's a very easy transition. So we're really excited uh, moving forward. And we didn't even mention Josh, Dr. Berman. Oh yeah, yeah. Dr. Dr. Berman's Berm. going to be joining us for these episodes. So if you had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Berman, that's my friend Dan Berman, who came with us to the Fantasy Football Expo, hit it off with Denny Carter. By the way, uh, they were just like loving each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was sight to see. Um, so he's going to be joining us for these Friday shows. So very excited. Uh, and thanks again to our guests for coming on the show tonight, Mark Shu. Guys, thank yeah. you so much for having me.
Yeah, 100%, Mark. And just remind the people real quick where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Primetime Mock. You can always find that on YouTube too, Primetime Mock. Uh, I do a Thursday night draft show every week. We do a different mock, different style mock. Uh, tomorrow night, we're doing a Debbie mock. Uh, we got some great guests lined up for there. I don't want to shout out too many of them because I don't want to forget any of them. Uh, but we're very excited about that. And then Fantasy Fantasy Football, you can find that Twitter handle at Fantasy FFB Show. You can sign up for that tonight if you want. Again, sending a five-minute video, just why you want to be in the league. Um, we've already got some great promos out there tonight, uh, this past couple of days. And I've been I've been editing like crazy trying to get this thing going. Um, so if you're you know, if you're interested in it, you know, come on and check it out. I'll send some, I'll send the info to you if you want to put it in the show notes as well. Excellent. Well, Mark, thanks again for stopping by, man. I appreciate it. So for myself, Josh Daly, for the OG. Stephen Taroni. This has been the Hot Take Fantasy Football Podcast.